this week on Invasion of the Podcast, Star Wars gets its title. We head off to the true north to talk about yoga hosers and Tusk. And we have a rumble, a royal rumble. We bring you this special radio television broadcast in order to give you the very latest information on an amazing phenomenon. The arrival of a spaceship. Just a minute, ladies and gentlemen, I think something is happening. Flying saucers have invaded our planet. People of Earth, attention. It's the invasion of the podcast. The whole world is under attack. Can it survive? And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast. We're taking over the world one listener at a time. I am Paul uh, Bratzi Stedman. I, I don't know. I got, I got nothing there. And then to my left is Joe Skinsuit Walrus Peters. Mr. Tusks. Mr. Tusks. Mr. Tusks. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about Kevin Smith's uh, uh, two of his uh, three-parter Canadian trilogy because the third part's not out yet. Will it ever get made? We don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I hope it does because like the premise... As bad as Yoga Hosers was, I I kind of want to watch Jaws, in a Moose post, Jaws, Moose Jaws in a post post apocalyptic setting. Yeah, I just uh, and I want to see who Michael Parks is going to be. Uh, do you think he'll be the Moose? I uh, really no, not the Moose, <laughs> but I really I just I love Michael Parks. Yeah, so we're going to talk about that. Uh, I promise promise you that it's not going to be a hate cast. It's going to be a befuddled cast. And there's there's going to be some frustration, but it's not going to be full full of venom. So uh, we we love Kevin Smith that much. So uh, first off, though, I just want to mention uh, this past weekend, uh, Joe and myself and our uh, our lady friends, uh, we went to the Malted Meeple uh, and had some board game fun and some milkshakes. Uh, the Malted Meeple is uh, at fifty one hundred Darrow Road in Hudson, Ohio. Uh, it's a little south for us, but it was well worth the trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, really cool tabletop gaming place we um we came across those guys at odd mall back um a couple months ago if you guys remember when we did the odd mall podcast and they had a booth there and very cool looking uh a setup that they had and i, I kind of always was interested in checking it out so we made the trip down to hudson checked it out there are a lot of table i don't want to say there's a lot there's a couple of tabletop um uh, cafes in Cleveland. You've got the side quest in Lakewood and then Ohio city has tabletop. Um, so if you ever want a, a local place to check out, uh, to play like board games, basically you pay a fee and you get access to their library and you can sit and drink and snack and, you know, have fun with your friends. But, um, this place down in Hudson was, um, uh, someplace new that we hadn't checked out. So we decided to go, uh, check it out. Nice layout. Um, it seemed like they were a lot more, um, cater to the D D crowd so your dungeons and dragons guys you know they they definitely have a good setup there milkshakes were really good yeah uh the the, the milkshakes were great i i just i i like that you can tell that place gets busy and which is good because it's a business right you want it to be busy right but i feel like the spacing would be enough to where even though it would get loud you're not butting elbows up against everybody yeah and you can actually play a well. game and have some time i like that I, to me is big now i need i need some space i thought it had a lot i thought the as far as a cafe goes i thought it had a lot of character for the building yeah too it was really nice um you know if you guys have the time i think it's like a 40 minute drive uh to hudson go check it out um you know, we may uh, 
we may do some more stuff with them in the near future, hopefully. So. Yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. But uh, good time. It's, it is the Malted Meeple. Uh, go go have a milkshake, go have a beer, and go play some fun games because we played a couple couple different games. Uh, yeah, it was just a good time. And uh, just, again, uh, nice a nice operation down there. And I, and I like that um, you can tell that they have a lot more space that they could use when they need to. But like they like it felt like like when we were in the one room it was like kind of a small little enclosed area. But you could tell that they have other areas that people can go and do yeah. things and they have like a party room and yeah. everything and the tables were pretty nice. So yeah, and the and the milkshakes are good. Like I had the birthday cake milkshake. Uh, Joe had to have a Star Wars themed milkshake because that's just what you do. It, um, it, you know, honestly, it was just because I was I like peanut butter milkshakes and I think that was one of the few that was a peanut butter milkshake. Yeah. What was it? It was called the the the. I kept messing it up. It's like Luke's Sky Shaker or Shake Walker. Shake Walker. Yeah. Michael Jackson Shake Walker. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, check it out. Uh, good time. So all right, on to the news. everyone uh, good news i guess star wars officially announced the title of episode eight yeah um and uh, i don't know it's it's not attack of the clones but uh <laughs> um i i don't know i i don't i don't hate it or like it i know the internet's the internet takes everything and they just decide to kind of like buzz it up for for no good reason like I, i'm waiting for the day when the internet can get some information and never be everyone be neutral about it or don't make a big deal about it but that doesn't need to be but um the last jedi i mean i i, I think i posted on facebook like i feel like that's a title that's pretty loosely thrown around there's a lot of jedi like there was a whole purging of jedi and then uh you had a trilogy of movies where luke became the quintessential only jedi left and uh, you had Obi Wan, who was the last Jedi, and then Yoda was the last Jedi, and then Luke, and and then like you get these canon series like Clone Wars and and Rebels, where you 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 get you know Ahsoka survives and Kanan's a Jedi and he's training Ezra, and it's just like I I just don't think the last Jedi is like something where I'd just be like, oh man, you're the last one, just oh you're the last Time Lord. No, he's not. No, it yeah. just it feels like that that whole thing like when you go to GameStop where it's like you guys get copies of this left. It's like last one. You're like, oh, I'll buy it, and then you walk out. It's like there's one more right there. Yeah, like, puts it back on the shelf. It's just it's a very <clears throat> it's a very safe title. Like, yeah, it, it is a safe. Title. People were making the joke today that if you put the two together, you got the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi. It's like, was he late for work? I don't know what's going on. The Force <laughs> is like, come on, we gotta Wake go. Up. Wake up, gotta go. Wake up. Yeah, I just it feels like to me that's not even the important part of the title announcement. Like it's a title, whatever. It's the Star Wars logo is in red. That implies to me more menace. Yeah, that and does. I, and that's like that to me is kind of a cue because the red's always associated with the dark side and the sabers and Kylo. Kylo Ren obviously had the had the red saber. Well, and I don't so, want to dig too deep into it because I feel like the internet does this already. But like you look at you look at the original trilogy, and you had uh, New Hope was technically in yellow, Empire was in blue, and Jedi was in red. Okay, so Return yeah. of the Jedi was a red title card, and then um, Empire, well, Revenge of the Sith was too, wasn't it? Uh, well, remember. no the the episode one, two, and three they kept the same font and color okay. throughout. It was weird, but but yeah, um, I don't know, I. We'll see. I mean, people are speculating. It's like, you know, the, the, I've seen the thing where it's like the opening crawl to episode seven says Luke Skywalker, the last Jedi. 
you know so everybody's just right. like oh luke's the last jedi and it's just like well what about ray ray's the last jedi and be like who knows yeah I, it's it's one of those titles that could mean anything and i'm sure what if the opening to episode eight like luke goes down into like some part of the, the those islands in ireland that they filmed it at and he's just got a whole like uh cantina full of jedi where they're just like yeah we're hanging out hiding here yeah everyone's just like jedi is a plural and they're like they just drink they're drinking well jedi yeah. jedi are plural yeah it's, yeah so. it's like screw you guys you didn't know what was going on i, I just i don't know it just feels like that's the other it, it thing. It feels like everybody. a safe title. Yeah. You know, that's well, the other thing is everybody's like, oh, well, well, Jedi is plural for Jedi. So it could mean that they're the last of the two Jedis. It's just like, oh, geez. Hey, let's wait till December. Well, it's like uh, it, uh, Steve, uh, friend of the show, Steve, made the comment about the title. And I just I told him, I was like, episode nine is going to be uh, LOL, JK, there's more Jedi. <laughs> like, it's like a winky face. It's winky, like, ha more Jedi. Winky, fa- yeah. winky face, more Jedi. Yeah. I like it. They're boldly moving into the emojis. Yeah. Um, that's it. The, the opening crawl of nine is going to be nothing but emojis. Emojis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that'd be terrible. All right. Anyway, enough about that. I'm sure we'll talk more Star Wars as we get there because, you know, it's Invasion of the Podcast. We talk about Star Wars. Uh, next thing I want to mention, uh, just in passing real quick, and then we'll get to the big story. Uh, so Fox ordered a pilot for its own X-Men TV series, meaning... Uh, there is an X-Men related Le- series already Legion. coming. Yeah. Legion. Legion's coming. Which that looks like that might be kind of cool, actually. It looks like it has its own style and it's different. This one that's uh, been rumored for a while. Here is the premise of the show. Then um, Joe didn't hear this yet, so we'll tell him here. Um, how's it put here? All we know about the project currently is that it concerns two non-mutant parents living in the X-Men universe who discover that their child has mutant powers. Uh, so that forces them to go on the run from a hostile government and join up with an underground network of mutants. To me, that sounds like, hey, we need to have two lead actors that don't need powers that we could have them bulk the episodes and save money. That's what it sounds like to me. That sounds like that, too, uh, to me. Because I, I was just talking to you about how t- television superhero uh, you know, you know, shows, they, they tend to cop out on superpowers because of budget, which is understandable, but at the same time, you kinda, you're kind of left like, be like, well, where's all the cool stuff? Yeah. You know, like The Flash works so well because it's very easy to make someone fast with special effects for television. Um, you just got to have a fan and blow it on people's <clears throat> hair as you run, like, oh, he ran by. You just slow everything down, yeah. and you just create some lightning blur. Like, I watched, actually watched a YouTube video where some guy uh, made himself the Flash in like a 10 minute video like with video editing. did he put up different chemicals in like a lab and then just wait for lightning <laughs> well no like he, <laughs> he 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 put like the electricity like on him when he moved and stuff and okay. like it would like he sped it up so it looked like he kind of blinked and then the electricity stayed on his image so i mean we were talking about this because the agents of shield coming back and we were talking about yo-yo who i feel like she, she has a speed-based power she has a speed-based yeah. power which is easy to do for television you know, you get those nice treats when they make like you know King Shark pop up, or um, there was a couple on Supergirl uh, where they did um, a couple of special effects with a couple of characters, like okay. that monster that showed up. Wait, no, that was Flash. <laughs> I don't know. I, I get yeah, those two mixed up. I've not watched any of the new season stuff. I've been so behind. <laughs> I've been behind on on season two of uh, Supergirl because I think now that it's on the CW, the CW's got its like like uh, relationship drama. Yep. Like claws into it, and I'm just like, ah, I'm sick of this shit. <laughs> like, like, did you get uh, some from Arrow? Arrow is terrible. <laughs> Arrow is the king of it. I think because she went into the universe where Arrow existed, she brought it back to her ABC universe, 
And then like, like, like you're talking like she walked out of their universe and yeah. she looked at the bottom of her boot and it's like a piece of toilet paper stuck, but it's just, yeah. the, it's just relationship drama. Yeah. James Olsen's like, why are you always lying, Kira? Why are you always lying? Like, like Oliver's freaking patient zero. It's like, <laughs> somehow oh. Barry avoids it. Cause I really don't think there's a ton of like, I don't know him and Iris, like they, it's just always like woulda, coulda, shoulda. Yeah. Whatever. But, but I, that, that is why we're, t- X-Men. We're talking about X-Men. <laughs> but <laughs> how um, often do we get into a Marvel discussion and just drop it and start talking about, about, DC. about DC? Yeah, market people. That doesn't happen. But uh I so if you give me an X-Men series on, on TV, cool. Legion looks like it's gonna be cool. My concern right now is since um it feels like Fox and Warner Brothers movie side, not their TV side, because it's like we just mentioned that they're all their DC shows are pretty solid. And Powerless is coming to NBC soon. Hopefully, that's a lot of fun. I'm kind of excited yeah. for that. Although I did just watch Superstore the other day, and I was kind of like underwhelmed by it. Oh, yeah. And I know that's in the same wheelhouse. Yeah, because I know it follows it. So. Yeah, I haven't seen Superstore, but so <clears throat> my my worry is that Fox doesn't have a cohesive vision about what they want to do with the X universe. And so they're just throwing a lot of stuff to the wall to make it stick, hoping that they, they like, hopefully Legion takes off. And if it does, then guess what? I bet you the movies are going to start following suit and they have to bring that character in. And that's what it feels like. They're going to find either it's a TV or movies. They're going to try to find that next thing and they're going to steer towards it as opposed to having a plan. Well, I think depending on how well Logan does, because they're going, they're going off the grid with Logan. It's not going to be part of the X-Men universe. And it's also going to be R-rated like Deadpool. Yeah. And I think if it pulls Deadpool money or even Deadpool attention, Fox is going to totally change their game up because they're going to realize that they need to do more adult things like with the characters than before. And you may see, excuse me, you may see something where they, they go away from network television Kind of like how Netflix has the Marvel series, but they'll do that so that they can get away with darker stuff. Yeah, but I even feel like I, I don't know. It would be it would be amazing to see like Luke Cage show up at Agents of Shield because that wouldn't be too far out of the range of that. No, or even you know Jessica, even Daredevil. I would love to see Daredevil wander into Agents of Shield. That'd be fun. Um, like you don't like I, I've always said you don't have to give me like Daredevil fighting people in a stairwell with Captain America. Just give me Charlie Cox as Matt Murdock showing up like serving someone yeah or like just giving somebody their card because he's they need a lawyer you know it's yeah. like oh that's daredevil daredevil's daredevil's gonna and, represent you but at the same time it's like there would be no it would be within reason to believe that the agents of shield could end up in hell's kitchen doing something you know and that that, oh, that, that would be fine but um with fox it's like legion is a gamble because the way they're presenting legion here is that legion is a character in the comics was the son of xavier and he's a mutant that because he has he suffers from split personality, each of the personalities has their own set of powers. And in this, it's more like this guy grew up knowing he heard voices in his head. And then as it starts to manifest itself, it's it's more of like he's trying to figure himself out. And there's also these emergent personalities that have powers. What station is that going to be? on? Uh, FX. So uh, it could, it could yeah. be good. It could be good. Uh, it could be gritty enough. Yeah. yeah. And it looks like it's going to be fun. It looks like there's going to be a lot of like visual like trickery like some stylization going on not you're just straight ahead oh this is a guy with powers or whatever so i hope it hope legion's fun i mean as long as it doesn't take itself too seriously it can still tell a good story having an x-men series where parents are raising a kid and they find underground mutants like you're just slapping the x-men title on it like they're not finding xavier's school for the gifted youngsters and not that i'm saying that you have to have this be exactly related to the x-men but I almost feel like they take the X-Men out of this and just say, oh, we're in a world where powers are prohibited and these people find that their kid has it and now they're on the run. 
the, you don't you know the, nothing well, feels nothing, the, I, the yeah. thing the thing about its x-men tv show though is is like x-men the strongest thing x-men's always had was it was was how much the world didn't accept them like even yeah. now in marvel comics like they they they've gone away from the X Men like fighting extinction because the the X Men were on the brink of extinction for a while extinction extinction with the Inhumans, uh, but now they can kind of focus on and this is the same thing that's always worked for them is just like um, you know the X Men have always been outcasts in terms of like regular society doesn't accept mutants so they always have a hard time but they want to do the right thing and save people and they want you know there's there's bad guys yes but the 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 X Men who are the good guys they want to you know, use their powers to protect people and they want people to accept them. Um, you know, nowadays that trope affects a lot of people in, in this country of like wanting acceptance. And I feel like Fox has done a terrible, terrible, terrible job of representing that with the X-Men franchise because none of those movies make me feel that the struggle that the mutants have is with society. It's always with like like uh, Apocalypse or Magneto or Sebastian Shaw. It's, yeah, it's, first class felt a little bit like that because since it was set in the '60s, with a lot of yeah. you know, the moving forward of acceptance, and then they all kind of got banded together. But you had this independently wealthy guy, and it's like hang out at my mansion and keep away from everybody. Yeah. But then when they tried to help with like the Cuban Missile Crisis, there still was that hesitation of like, oh, and it was just yeah. hesitation. Yeah. Like in the comics, I mean, it's like full on war, full on. It's like it's like brutal like discrimination, like yeah. you know, people like attacking and, and killing mutants, and it's basically like you you these people. People who like because there's mutants that have like really cool powers obviously like wolverine like nobody's gonna jump wolverine but i mean like what if you're <laughs> what if you're just a mutant like gold balls like there's a mutant who literally can just make golden balls oh, i like, thought you're making a joke no there's a there's oh. a mutant that can make gold balls he's called gold balls but like he doesn't really have <laughs> i know right great name like <laughs> I just want to believe. I want to believe that someone won a contest or someone lost a contest. So it's just like, hey, hey, Bill, we pulled your name out of a hat. Like you love the X Men. Like I love it. It's like, could you tell us your idea, character? Yeah. Oh, just imagine it. It's a guy who could make balls of gold. It's like, what's his name? Gold balls. No, but like you have characters like that who can't really defend themselves. It's not even a good wrestler name. Why would you like? Anyway, sorry, Gold Dust. I mean, but gold but gold balls. Like yeah. Uh, yeah. But. No, I mean, you have a character like that who could easily be a victim of a hate crime because his mutant powers can't help him, in a sense, in a fight. Like, you you think of the X-Men, so it's like, you know, people will, you know, they, they portray it in a light where it's just like these some of these people are out there to survive because they're afraid. So I think a television show, and especially that premise, granted... I, I really don't care if they're going to have, like, two normal parents, like, trying to save a, a mutant kid. I, it could be an okay show. I it just, could Right be. now, I mean, it, it's, it's been ordered to series. I, There's a pilot coming. So we really don't know the texture of it. And I know it sounds bad, but I feel like if they take this X-Men show and they make society the villain, it'll work. Because that's how technically... X-Men always always survived. I'm not saying all of society hates them, but there's definitely a, a good sect of humans that just do not like mutants. And that's never really portrayed well in any of the media other than the comics, well, I think, with X-Men. Yeah, and, uh, and uh, even though uh, X2 stole... Uh, not stole, they borrowed heavily from that one uh, graphic novel from the 80s called God Love, Man Kills. That is like the epitome of all that. Where like, X2 and, is probably the closest, I think. Yeah, with with um, with Striker. Which, if if, if people, if you've not read that, I think Chris Claremont was it Chris, Chris Claremont? I'd probably not, but it was a hell of a book for the '80s, and it was just like the whole like rallying the country against mutants, and it was yeah. a really good story. Like they've um, never dipped into these societies of humans that just want to hunt and kill mutants. 
Like yeah. they, they've always had like you know the Sentinels. They've had Magneto. They've had Apocalypse. They've I, had, I feel like even Agents of Shield. Whenever they had the um, the Inhumans, the the what did they call them? They had their their, their little sanctuary area. I felt like that was at least an attempt to have that conversation. Yeah, I feel you know? they, I feel like they did with Agents of Shield a, a little bit better with the Inhumans struggling against society than than any of the anything Fox has done for the X Men. Yeah, so, so. Good, best of luck um, when Legion comes out. I'm sure I'll check it out. But I just wanted to mention that Fox is quickly just relighting things and they don't have a direction, which wouldn't surprise me. It's like, hey guys, Fantastic Four pilot coming. We have no idea what yeah. that means. You know, so, so. sorry, I got really passionate about. It. I think Fox no, is terribly handling the x-men i yeah all right so speaking of terribly handling this is a good segue yeah uh so the razzies were announced so <laughs> people we're, terribly handing mo- handling movies we were gonna talk about the oscars then we just realized that like oh we really haven't seen many of those because we're not cultured no we're not uh, but yeah. like whatever the one the one category is like best makeup and design it was like oh suicide squad yeah. oh rogue <laughs> I, one I, oh I, like it was like all three of the movies like Oh, those are the ones we saw. I and that was like the I one told, little segment. I told Paul, I was like, I was like, do you want to talk about the Oscars? He's like, did you see any of those movies? I was like, I, I saw Suicide Squad, that one that was nominated for makeup. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So we'll roll through this real quick because I think it's funny. There's some punching bags in here, though. I don't know if they necessarily need to be here. Worst picture from the get-go. You got Batman versus Superman, Donna Justice. If that doesn't win, I mean, like, just, just for... What it was trying to do and how badly it handled it. Uh, you have Dirty Grandpa. I haven't seen Never that. Never seen it. Gods of Egypt. I kind of want to put on a Wheel of Death. That would be. A good, I, th- I feel like that would be a good Wheel of Death because I feel like they put money into the production, but it was yeah. a bad movie. Uh, Hillary's America. That's the. This is one of those documentaries. The only reason I'll mention it because the oh, guy. I didn't know what that was. A documentary. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, loosely. I'm going to put quotes around it. This guy Dinesh D'Souza. Every political cycle, he puts out these documentaries that, like, you know, all politics aside, I know people have their their take on things. It's one thing to say, hey, I believe in this candidate. And and then it's another thing to say, I don't like this candidate so much. I'm going to make up stuff and put my thumb on the scale and handle it as badly as possible. Mm. So think of him as like a really, 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 really shitty Michael Moore. Like in ter- terms of like how he presents presents information, at least my, I think Michael Moore at least does research. So anyway, yeah, I think he does yeah. a little. He's still terrible. Yeah, I, but I like Bowling for Columbine, but that's a whole that's thing. that's a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. All right, um, uh, Independence Day resurgence. I didn't see it because like I lo- we talked about it too. I love Independence Day. Yeah, but like the sequel, it was just like it shouldn't have been done. Yeah, Zoolander number two. That that was bad, and talking about it should have been made, but yeah. So worst actor Ben Affleck for Batman Superman, really, and Henry, and Henry Cavill. Yeah, I didn't agree with that because I thought Batman was probably one of the better pieces of that movie. Yeah. but I do think that it's funny that Batman is versing Superman for worst actor. Yeah, so Henry, Henry Cavill's Cavill, on there, which again, I don't think this is the fault of Henry Cavill. I don't think he did a great job in the movie. I just think they didn't give him anything to do. Uh, Gerard Butler for Gods of Egypt and London Has Fallen, sure. Robert De Niro, Dirty Grandpa, Dinesh D'Souza as himself and Hillary's America, um, and then Ben Stiller and Zoolander 2, which... I like how uh, uh, there's three actors that were in comic book movies with Zack Schneider on that list. Right. Well, technically the two were in the same one. but uh, Worst actress, Megan Fox, Teenage Mutant Ninja, Tur- Ninja Turtles, Out of the Shadows. I didn't I, see it. You, I, you, liked, you know. I liked Ninja Turtles, but yeah, Megan Fox really brings down the movie. Like, I, I can't tell... If they're putting Megan Fox in there, I mean, you have to have April O'Neil, yes, but I feel like they're putting Megan Fox in there for like the parents, like the dads, to take their kids and be like, ah, I need some eye candy, yeah, like because she's terrible in it, like like terrible. Like I enjoyed the Turtles. Uh, the second one was, I think, better than the first one, and the first one wasn't bad. 
So uh, you have Tyler Perry as worst actress for Boo of Madea Halloween. I really like that. I thought that was funny. Uh, Julia Roberts and Mother's Day. That you know, I didn't know that Mother's Day was about racehorses. But up, bump. All right. Anyway. Uh, oh. Oh. Uh, Becky Turner as Hillary Clinton. Sarah Jessica Parker, Mother's Day. Yeah. <laughs> um, Naomi, Naomi Watts in the Divergent series. That's her own and then, fault. Uh, Shalene Woodley also in Divergent that's series. That's her fault too. Um, that's one of those movies that I've not seen any of them, but I feel like, she, like you hear, keep hearing about what happens. It's like, oh, this one did okay. This one poor did Shalene a, Woodley. Yeah. She was like waiting on deck, and they're like, hey, we're gonna get you an Amazing Spider-Man two as Mary Jane, and she's like, no, I got this Divergent thing to do, and they're like, oh, okay, we'll get you in the third one. Yeah, uh, no. And then the series did so badly in Allegiant that the talk is that they're not gonna do the last book as a movie they're gonna do it as a tv like oh like series. no and then she's like i'm good <laughs> like stepped away from it she should so, yeah. all right we're the, the fault in our stars all right we're supporting actress julianne howe and dirty grandpa kate hudson mother's day <laughs> i yeah sure mother's Aubrey day Plaza. was one of those oh poor audrey plaza yeah and dirty grandpa that movie that movie was probably really terrible uh, Jane Seymour and Fifty Shades of Black, which is the Wayans Brothers doing the parody of Fifty Shades of Grey. Really? Because that's what they do, you know. I didn't uh, know it wasn't even more of that. Celia Ward and Independence Day Resurgence, Kristen Wiig and Zoolander 2. No, she was actually no, funny because she was I didn't, weird. I didn't like her character. I didn't Zoolander like her, but at least she's trying to do something different. Yeah. Uh, so you're right. She did She did bring something to that movie that wasn't the first movie because yes. that first movie was... But I still I still think she should be on there. All right. We're supporting actor Nicolas Cage, Snowden. Really? Do we need... Like, Nicolas Cage did... Can we just leave him alone for a minute? What did like, he do in Snowden? I don't it was so I, bad. I don't know. Uh, Johnny Depp and Alice Through Looking Glass. <laughs> they put bees in his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so Johnny Depp, we're supporting actor, and Alice Through Looking Glass and Yoga Hosers. All right. Uh, Will Ferrell and Zoolander 2. I don't get I that. I don't know, man. I think Will Ferrell kind of keeps that movie a little bit of flow. Yes. Jesse Eisenberg, Batman vs. Superman. Oh, God, yes. yes. Give him. I don't know. Actually, between him and Jared Leto. Well. No, Eisenberg was way worse yeah. than Jared Leto. Jared Leto wasn't bad. He just... Like David Ayer said, he was not the focal point of the movie as the villain. You don't make the Joker a supporting villain. No, you don't. And, and that's then, what ruined it. Uh, Owen Wilson and Zoolander, which, again, I thought he was actually pretty good in Zoolander, too, because his whole storyline with him and his uh, his orgy, his orgy. was pretty funny. Jack Bauer. Yeah. Uh, worst screen combo, Ben Affleck and his BFF, baddest foe ever, Henry Cavill and Batman vs. Superman. Um, that better it, take the cake. I haven't even seen most of these other movies, but that fight with the two of them and the dialogue is just terrible. Uh, any two Egyptian gods or mortals and gods of Egypt, <laughs> Johnny Depp and his <laughs> two people in the movie together, Johnny Depp and his vomitously vibrant costume of Alice through the Looking Glass, the entire cast of once respected actors and Collateral Beauty. That's that Will Smith like like Oscar grab that didn't land. I don't, you don't, no. yeah, yeah, right. Uh, Tyler Perry and that same old worn out wig and boo, a Badia Halloween. Oh my lord. And then, uh, Ben Stiller and his BFF, barely funny friend, Owen Wilson and Zoolander too. Oh man. I, Donna justice needs to get that. Worst director, Dinesh D'Souza. I mean, they don't, they clearly, I don't, don't know like if we got to go through all these. We're almost done. Well, we're almost done and they're all the same. Everything's the same. <laughs> it it's, is. <laughs> it's Batman, Superman, Dirty Grandpa, Gods of Egypt, yep. Hillary's America, Independence Day, and, and Suicide Squad. Worst screenplay. Play. I really I wouldn't agree with that. I don't agree with that either. The screenplay on that movie wasn't that bad. I'm sure there's probably another 100 pages that was left on the floor yeah. like that. So, anyway, that's your Razzies. Um, Batman vs. Superman, you better clean up there because you're not getting it anywhere else. So, yeah. All right, enough about that. Let's just uh, we'll go on to speak. We'll go from talking about bad movies to uh, yoga hosers. And now for our feature presentation. So 
I don't know. I feel it's so weird that like we we talked about doing Kevin Smith movies and like we decided to do his newer stuff. Uh, and you know, I'm sure we'll get around to doing the View Askew universe and talking about Mallrats chasing Amy and Clerks. I mean, it's, it's, it'd be tough to have this conversation without mentioning them in passing. You can't. It's it just in the sense that, all right. So I came to this um, already kind of aware of how I felt about Kevin Smith's newer output. Joe had not seen um, Tusk. Uh, or Yoga Hosers, which I had not seen myself. Uh, he's not seen Red State. I've seen Red State. Um, so I thought about this because it's like this movie, when Yoga Hosers came out last year, it just got just destroyed by everybody. That makes sense. And I was just like, can it be? like? So I love Kevin Smith. I want to meet this man one day and shake his hand. Like I've met Jason Mewes. Like, it was nice to meet him. Like you know, It's just it, Kevin Smith informed a lot of my growing up just because of the fact that he it was just some schlub from new jersey that was like i'm going to max out every possible source of income i can get to make the movie i want to make and he made clerks which um production wise you know that is a very cheaply made movie but the humor in it holds up so well and it's such a 90s movie and it's such a yeah it's very know, 90s movie. pick yourself up by your own bootstraps like, and just make it happen yeah that it's a success story that how many other people say they can do that? You know, you know who you know who I think is, and I don't think he's exactly like in his style, or, but reminds me of Kevin Smith's success story is Dan Harmon. Yeah, a little bit. Like I, mean, I, I feel Harmon's put a lot more years in. Yeah, before, yeah. But I mean, like I, I mean, you look at Community, and I don't want to get into a Community rant, but you look at Community where he got the idea from it. It's like he was kind of I don't want to say down on his luck, but he was going to Community College in California while his girlfriend was working. And that's where he got the idea from it. And it's in the same aspect of how, you know, he's like, I got a great idea for a show. I'm going to make it happen. And the same thing with Kevin Smith and Clerks, where he worked at a, a quick stop. And he's like, you know what? There's so much like uh, organic like comedy in real life of people coming in and out of the doors of this, this quick stop every day. I'm going to make a movie about it. Yeah. And it's just like um, I have still there's a DVD I have of when he used to tour the country before he started doing the podcasting thing. It was uh, the evening with Kevin Smith. Yeah. And he tells the whole story about how kind of you know, the genesis of all this. And then someone asked him in the audience, like, well, how do you how do you break into becoming a filmmaker? And he just told him, he's like, well, sign up for as many credit cards as you can and spend all the money making your movie. And everyone's like, look at him. He's like. That's what worked for me, so I want to tell you to do the same thing. It's like right. he knew he knows that's not a smart move. <laughs> yeah, you know, but like, that's what he did. Like people would call him because he would write himself down as the owner of a business, and they and he put down like him as the manager. So people would call him and be like, "Yeah, is Kevin Smith work there?" He's like, "Oh yeah, he's a good employee." So he would get like approved for credit that he had no business getting credit for, just to make this one movie. And then this happened to be during that um, perfect storm of like um, uh, Miramax catching yeah. this you know like and they wanted to be the ones known for promoting different voices like indie and stuff yeah like him and tarantino and uh rodriguez like we were just talking about yeah. that a, a couple casts ago yeah if you look at a lot of those guys original stuff it's all miramax yeah and I, that's almost i feel like that's a topic of itself so he happened to be right place right time with the right product but then his sophomore effort was mall rats which you know it wasn't commercially successful but it cemented him as like a guy to be dealt with right yeah. in terms of like he has a voice he has a vision and then dogma which is my favorite of all of them i love dogma the most even though clerks has a place in my heart dogma is my favorite because it feels like it's the most accomplished film he's made i think and chasing amy is my favorite that's a good one oh, like sorry I, chasing amy came yeah. and then dogma i'm sorry i yeah. don't i don't want to get this is getting yeah, way yeah. back into yeah. the past like i could go on and on about like all of those all all four of those movies but um so like we we jumped into like I I did it out of order too I watched Yoga Hosers and then I watched Tusk 
because it was just easier to watch Yoga Hosers on Netflix first. But yeah, it's on Netflix. Check it out, people. So it's, it's so good. Let's start <laughs> with Tusk. So Tusk was the kickoff of like him wanting to do this True North trilogy, which was supposed to be a horror trilogy. Well, I mean, uh, yeah, and I say true. supposed to because of Yoga Hosers, but. <laughs> So Tusk, oddly enough, starts off with Justin Long being like this uh, podcaster guy, which I thought was really funny because we're podcaster guys. Yeah. So he goes and uh, he goes in search of interesting stories and finds one with uh, Michael Parks, and it turns. It takes a very dark turn, and if anybody has seen Human Centipede, it's it's very similar to that. And um, I feel like I I told Paul I was like I'd probably like um, the. Uh, uh, the movie a lot better if I had not seen Human Centipede because that would have been like my first exposure to this, you know, this whole captive getting transformed into something. Yeah, body modification. Body, body modification, horror. you know. Um, and like, I, I mean, what did you think of Tusk? I, I don't know. Well, I, I I will take a step back and say that um, I, I've seen Red State, Tusk, and Yoga, Yoga Hosers in order. And the reason I'll mention Red State real quickly because it was the first movie that Kevin Smith made that like Miramax is like, we're good. We don't, we're not going to be part of this. And he had to go self fund it and get like, you know, to get the money for it. And that is much more straight ahead, like unnerving horror style movie than the Tusk is. Yeah. And I, and there's something along the way there where I feel like he had the opportunity to tell a compelling story and do something completely different than what he did before, which I'll argue Tusk is as well. But then he backed off and was like, Oh wait, I'm Kevin Smith. I got to put a joke in here somewhere. And so Red State ends on a joke, and it kind of takes all the wind out of it. I felt like Tusk did that, too. Yeah. yeah. So that so I feel like because Red State wasn't that successful, and I wonder if he second-guessed himself where he's like, oh, I swung for, like, the serious movie, and I, you know, but so then when, when Tusk came about, which was a genesis from a joke on his podcast about, like, they heard the story about somebody that supposedly put a one ad in a Canadian newspaper wanting someone to be, like, um... Uh, like, hey, you should come hang out with my house. I'll pay you to hang out with me. However, I need you to put on this walrus suit. And they thought yeah. that was the funniest thing ever. And then they start making this movie where Justin Long tracks down this guy who tells a story about how during the war he ends up on an island and his only companion was a walrus and all this stuff. And the next thing you know, Justin Long is drugged and ends up as a walrus. Yeah. And that is actually, as, as silly as it sounds, that is terrifying. What is terrifying? Any yeah. like any bottom body modification, like like, and then this down the road, a human centipede, like you know, being incapacitated, having your limbs removed, uh, your tongue removed, just things grafted to things. It's just it takes away your humanity. Yeah, and that's the horror of it. And I think that was one of the things. Like when I saw Human Centipede, it was just like that was the first kind of movie that I saw where it was just like, okay, this. This, these people are no longer human beings, and they can never go back to what they had. And the same thing with, like, Justin Long's character. And I I kind of get, like, that they did that at the end, but I kind of don't understand the end of it where he just kind of gets left in the suit. And, like, I... <laughs> well, yeah, I, yeah. Um, you know, I kind of want to press the spoiler alert button, but we're kind of... We're already... Pat whatever. Do you know why they are called spoilers? <laughs> I wouldn't say we're past that because I mean, yeah. if you look up the synopsis, like yeah. you know, it's kind of it's kind of like why is this movie called Tusk? Be like, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, he gets turned into a skin suit walrus. Hashtag skin suit walrus. Uh, and he they, the the resolution happens where like Michael Park's character is like, well, he comes to this whole thing where he challenges Justin Long 
as he himself is dressed up as a walrus now, and there's this big fight, of course, to the song Tusk by Fleetwood Mac, because why not? Well, I heard and that was the most expensive thing that they had. I'm sure it was. They had to get for the uh, movie. And so there's a big fight that happens, but then uh, we're not even talking about the, the big elephant in the room there, which is Johnny Depp's character is this uh, French-Canadian inspector named uh, Guy Lapointe, who shows up about the halfway point in the movie to uh, talk to Justin Long's friends because he feels that their friend is missing and he thinks it's related to this guy that he's been tracking down for years that's been doing this and he can't f- figure it out. And then it goes this flashback of the time that he almost had Michael Parks dead to rights and is one of the dumbest scenes I've ever seen in a movie where Michael Parks plays like he's mentally handicapped to fool uh, Johnny Depp's character. I don't know. I thought that was a pretty decent scene. I, it just it made me so mad. Why? Because it, it was stupid. It didn't. Like, it did. It was so stupid and useless, and it felt like it was a skit that would have worked maybe by itself. Aside from this movie that had me had me really interested. Because I, I, I saw Tusk in the theater. I went to the Cedar Lee to go see it with a couple friends of mine. Because it's like you know what Kevin Smith movie. You know, this one's a weird one, but it's playing in the theater. Let me go support Kevin Smith because I I liked Red State until the very end, and I will always love Kevin Smith. So sure. And then we're in the theater. We're like, what is going on? You know. And and it's just it, it once you all... kind of see him in the walrus <sighs> suit because they they do the walrus thing like almost like like three quarters into the movie and you've got like 25% left and you're like, what else is going to go on? Well, the walrus thing didn't bother me in the sense that like, I wasn't like laughing at it because no, I was actually funny. I was, I was in like the movie had its hooks in me where I was like, Oh, there's no coming back from skin suit walrus. You know, like that's, you know, you, you've become Wilford Brimley now. There's no escape of that, you know, whatever. But, but whenever there's the whole side story of Gila point and, and, um, uh, What's this? The kid from the Sixth Sense. I thought it and, was. Uh, oh, uh, um, yeah, Haley, Haley, Haley Joel, Joel Osment. Yeah. Well, I thought that that scene was pretty drawn out, but yes. I, I thought I thought Ray, or Michael Parks was was great because like you didn't really you didn't really get to see much of his range. Like he uh, he's always playing like like the same type of guys, and um. I thought it was kind of different. I don't know. Well, that's uh, I would recommend that you watch Red State because he's a monster in that, and he's really good. And uh, it, oh, I'm it, sure. It, yeah, like if you like him, you you would like yeah. his performance in that. But well, it's like when yeah. he plays uh, Esteban Vejo in uh, Kill Bill. Like you know, he goes from playing Texas Ranger Earl McGraw, you know, like to to like this this Mexican pimp, and it's like, you know, it's the same actor in like two different ranges. So that's I thought it was kind of you know I I thought it was weird for the character to do it. Yeah, it just it, 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 it felt like it felt like a joke, and I felt like uh, Johnny Depp's character was a joke. I, it just it, it just ruined all the tension for me. And then you get to the all said and done, they save Justin Long, and because they realize there ain't no coming back from being a walrus. But I would argue that anybody in their right mind would be like, this guy has gone through a traumatic experience. Um, we're going to do our best to get give him. Let's get him uh, out of the suit. Let's take the tusks off. Let's of try him. our let's... best to rehab him. To there was no rehab. Little, nope, they just left him be a walrus at a place where there's a big ball for him to play with and everything, which it would be one thing if, I don't know, even if that movie showed where he gave into the savageness where there was no coming back, where there was no recollection in his eyes, and he just, he's going to be the monster. Yeah. Sure, but that's not how the movie played it. No. And it, it became a joke, and it, it's like it was such a sour note. Like, and it just it pissed me off. At the end off. when you saw him there, I was like, the whole time I started thinking, I'd be like, why didn't they take him out of the walrus suit? And when I say walrus suit, it, it I mean it's not like like a mat like a like a no they, a, they, a his bones got mascot. crafted differently and they, they yeah. got sewn together he's, and he's kind of sewn into it but I mean he could be removed out of it and like I start thinking I'm like how does he go to the bathroom like 
Because, I, yeah. I mean, like, he's basically crapping inside that suit. <laughs> like, because it was closed off. I, I, and, like, I like that that's your, your biggest, like, you know, like, why did that happen? You know? Well, yeah, like, there's, yeah. No, there's no logical, like, let's leave this thing on him. Let's leave the tusks in his mouth. Like, yeah, I mean, like, but if, a lot of it was using his own body and contorting it. It wasn't just like, yeah, I know, like, he took his legs off and he used the bones to make the tusks. Yeah, that stuff. So. Wait, again, so. So like, I read, too, like, uh, originally, you know who he tried to get to to play Guy Laporte? No. Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> sure. I mean, like, that would have been like it would it, it wouldn't have changed how much I don't like that character. It would have been it would have been a better justification for how shitty of an actor it would yeah. have been. Because this is Johnny Depp. Like, like again, I don't hate Johnny Depp, but he's done enough recently where I'm like, I got it. It's like almost like if there's the Depp pool, I got to put one toe in and make sure it's okay before I get all the way in the Depp pool because <laughs> I've been I've been disgusted. Like, oh, someone peed in this Depp pool. I got to get out of yeah. here. But he's done such good stuff before. And like, uh, did you see Black Mass? I did see Black Mass. That was good. And that's been like recent. Like and that was a really, really good, good performance yeah. by him. Yeah. But then he's in this Alice in Wonderland shit and, he, and he's like now and the reason he's in these movies. So this one in Yoga Hosers and this is the reason why we're talking about Yoga Hosers which we haven't talked about yet. And Tusk enough. is we're not mad about Tusk. Don't don't get us wrong. I, I enjoyed Tusk. I, I was frustrated with Tusk because it's like I wanted it like I understand that like I can't control the output of an artist. And what they do and how they choose to to finish their stories and whatever. Oh yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah, in yoga hosers. Yeah, but I, it's just like I feel like this alongside with Red State was like Kevin Smith. You have you you you've shown a like a capacity for going to dark places and telling interesting stories with out there characters. But for some reason, the way you write them, I'm on board. And then you're just like you come to the edge and then you back off because it's like. Nope, I gotta have people love me, and I don't understand what that is. I don't understand what happened because the same thing, Yoga Hosers was a mess from the beginning. But I feel like it's just like the entire time Kevin Smith's like, if I smile really, really hard at the camera the entire time, people are going to think this is funny. That's how it felt like to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying he literally smiled at the camera, but it's like if I tell people this is a joke and this is funny, then people will love me again. And that's what it felt like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so second of three movies. Uh, is this Yoga Hoser's third one supposed to be that Jaws, Moose Jaws movie, uh, which we'll see if it gets made. Because at least with uh, Tusk, the budget on that was $3 million and its box office was $1.5 So failure at the box office, but I'm sure it made its money back. The budget for Yoga Hoser's was $5 million and its box office gross was $34,000. Wow. Yeah. That I mean, doesn't surprise me. I, I'm guessing maybe that was maybe just a small run in a couple theaters just to get, because there's that weird stigmatism of if a movie doesn't play in a theater, it's not serious. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there. Um, but it, it just, it was terrible in terms of its performance. So it was I'd like, like off the rip, like I didn't even really quite know what it was about, but off the rip, it was hard to watch. And I get, I get when you're in Hollywood and, and you have like, you know money and and you're famous and and you've got a kid and that kid wants to be famous and that's kind of like what that felt like and because like, the the two the, the two leads of this movie didn't mean to cut you off are uh kevin smith's daughter uh what's, what's harley quinn harley quinn smith and then and uh, yes she is named after the character yeah harley quinn and then a giant depth's daughter which is rose something lily rose lily or, rose, or yeah. rose lily, lily rose i think lily rose right. depth uh, because the the two of them well, have known BFS each other in real life since yeah. little little kids, and yeah. I think that's how Johnny Depp met Kevin Smith because like the kids like they liked yeah. each other, and they played uh, these two girls both named Colleen that worked at a, basically the Canadian Quick Stop called A to Z because you know it's Canada, um, and they were in um, Tusk. Yeah, and they had a cameo. Not I don't say a cameo, but they were in Tusk as like a small part, like 
when Justin's long character goes into the quick stop to get a drink and directions, they're there. Yeah. So and so they're the, they're the main focal point of this movie. So that's how this is connected, and also Gila Point. I so, guarantee. Well, I know they're going to be in Moose Jaws. They're they're going to be his C three PO and R two D two for sure. Christ. Uh, so, <laughs> um, the beginning of this movie starts off, and I, and I can tell you what Joe's about to say about it, hard to watch because it's like you, the movie starts. And it's like oh, this is well lit, well produced, and what's going on. And there's music playing, whatever, but every credit on the screen has 6,000 emojis attached to it. And it's so fast, so fast. It's very like, well, it was busy and it was needlessly busy. Yeah. And like the introduction of characters was, uh, at first it bothered me, but then it didn't, didn't really bother me that much because I got, I got what they were trying to do with it. Because I mean, it's, it's really kind of through the eyes of like 15 year old girls and their obsession with their phones and things. Because well, so. each character that, so. Each character that's introduced has their own like little like Instagram bit, brief aside where it's like a little frame of their face and like some stats about them. It's very uh, Scott Pilgrim. Very Scott Pilgrim, and it's like it, it just and, and a lot of the information had no relevance and it wasn't funny. Yeah. Um. But you meet these two girls. They're working at the A to Z, and they're playing in a band with uh, Adam Brody playing drums. And did you? Here's my question for you, Joe. They're both singing, and the guy's playing drums. Where the hell is the guitar music coming from? <laughs> I thought that too. There's there's full uh, on band playing, and it's just the both of them singing, just, and then the guy playing the, the drums. The drums yeah. the, and I'm sure it's supposed to be a joke, yeah. but where is the guitar music coming from? Right. You know, and and then you get them being all sassy back and forth because you know 14 year olds can write lyrics like that uh, that are so. I didn't understand uh, the lyrics. I couldn't tell if they were actual lyrics or they were just talking half the time. Who knows? Um, so and that was the thing. Like I was really trying to get like like. I mean, and maybe it's just because it's so disconnected from like that that age group, but like, I just I don't know. So the whole thing is supposed to be basically from their viewpoint, these two girls that they they really don't give a shit about the world around them, but they care about each other because they're their best friends growing up, and they're always on their phones. They're always saying things are basic, which I think Kevin Smith heard once and thought that's how kids talk now. So I got to use that every five seconds in my script. And they're also they also like doing yoga. Uh, with uh, Justin Long's character in this one where he's not a walrus, but he's a bear, not really a bear. His name's Yogi Bear. Which I is, did like the joke that's, that's that Warner Brothers... That's a joke. I hate that I like, joke. I like that joke where Warner Brothers kept bothering him. I didn't like it. It was such such easy, low-hanging fruit. And then he's like, I don't understand. How can you own a cartoon? It's like, really? Well, really? I liked I liked at the end when like he named him Boo Boo or something like Jesus that. And it was Christ, just like... Yeah. You know. uh, sorry. Not hate cast. Not hate cast. We'll get through this. We'll get through this. Um, <laughs> so, But they like the yoga. And the yoga that they're seeing really isn't real yoga. Yeah, they're real yoga. Some of the yoga poses were kind of like... What was it? Angry Customer? Angry Customer. There was a couple... Um, that were kind like, of like uh, dog and pulling itself by wheels or whatever it was called. Yeah, like it was. A, uh, it was. Well, he started with real poses. Yeah, and then he went into like, um, like, like it was like downward dog, and then it turned into like two legged dog. Yeah. So he had like a little wheel cart. And, yeah, he's mimicking it, and and so then then he cuts to them in high school, like their day to day in high school, and how for some reason in Canada in gym class they actually have yoga and Canadian gym, but they're exempt from it, which I don't. I felt like Kevin Smith. Like, I think he, I don't know what his whole, his love affair with like this cartoony version of Canada is. Yeah. Cause like everyone had a ridiculous Canadian accident and said a boot and a, and it, it just like, and like they went out of their way. Yeah. And yeah. like so much of it had to be Canadian. And so these girls struggles is that they're like sophomores in high school and they want to be invited to senior parties and, and all that stuff. Right. And great. Um, but then they also work at this A to Z where uh, the one girl's father is uh, Tony Hale, uh, Buster Bluth from uh, Arrested Development. 
a thankless role. I didn't think he was funny in that either. I felt bad because he's he's actually a pretty funny guy. Yeah, he kind of just yeah. played a dad. Yeah, but then he's also with his his new wife slash floozy type of person that's managing the the A to Z, yeah. who is a girl from American Pie that kind of fell off the radar. I forget her name, but yeah, she was. Uh, but then the only reason I mentioned that is because the parents are going to go get busy, and the one girl's like, "Oh, the one of the Colleen's is like, no, you you leave your door open." I don't know why, but uh, so the door closes, and they play. Um, is it Rush or Sticks? I forget. It was uh, Babe? I'm gonna like they they play Babe. Yeah, it's by I think it's by Rush, and again, the two girls. One of them plays a keyboard for about thirty seconds, and the other one sings. And then as they sing this famous Canadian anthem, uh, the one girl stops playing the keyboard, but you hear it keep playing. And then there's guitars and drums and everything. I, is that their magical powers that they can bring a full Probably. band with them when they? It's supposed to be this joke, and it just annoys me. I'm you know? sorry, I didn't. It didn't pick up on me that much. Oh, anyway, so the, yeah, the, I, we, did, we, didn't, we didn't even get to the big part of the movie, which is the the Nazi bratwurst, the bratsies. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, while they're in school, they learn about like the Nazi party during World War II trying to occupy Canada, and apparently there was some like evil scientist in Canada who disappeared that was part of the Nazis. And uh, these these miniature Hitler figures, I want I say figures because they're like miniature Hitlers, like a foot tall, and um, they're made out of bratwurst. They're made they're made out of bratwurst. They look like puppet master via way. Yes. It's like meat puppet master. Yeah, it's like meat puppet master. <laughs> but um, so th- side story, like the teenagers are trying to get with the teenage guys, and you find out that the teenage guys are basically Satan worshippers who are like serial killing around the. Uh, the 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 town or whatever. Why did that have to be part of the movie? And well, that that felt very scream like to me. Like I felt like that wasn't so much of an. It's not like a nod to scream, but it felt very scream like, where you know the one Colleen is infatuated with the one guy from Teen Wolf or who I don't know which one of them was Teen, one of them was from Teen Wolf, <laughs> but know. um, uh, you know she wanted to like you know go to a party with them and she couldn't because they had to work. And uh, and and then they they bring the party to them. So then the two guys show up at the quick stop or the A to Z. A to Z. <laughs> I'm gonna keep calling it a quick stop. And then these and then <laughs> might you, as well. You find out that these guys want to murder the girls. And then the girls are all like, "Oh no!" And then like these miniature bratwurst Hitlers jump up <laughs> these guys' butts. Literally, <laughs> literally jump up these guys' butts and kill them and climb up. I guess through their intestinal tract and I don't come know. out of their mouth. I don't know. So and then, you know, the girls freak out because these mini Nazis are here and then they basically start killing all of them. Oh, and the Bratzies are played by Kevin Smith each time. Like he actually does make up and and say he keeps saying Wunderbar and nine because I don't think Kevin Smith knows any German other than Wunderbar and nine. Well, you know, that was the first time he shaved his beard in 20 years. Yeah. Just so he could play the Bratzies. Yeah. And originally he was going to have Jason Mewes do it. But he freaked out. He freaked out. So could you imagine Jason Mewes playing a Bratzy? That would be kind of funny. Yeah, it would have been a lot more vulgar. I can tell you that. So, so the I think it would be an angrier Bratzy too. Like Jason Mewes has got a good like brow for anger. Yeah. Um. So, so they start killing these Bratzies, which are made of sauerkraut, and when they kill them, they explode in sauerkraut. So, yeah. But anyway, so literally, and and at that point of watching the movie, I realized I was like. Kevin Smith, there is a very, very, probably a $34,000 audience of 15-year-old girls that want to get high and watch this movie. Because that is the only audience I could imagine that would want to watch this movie. But they don't just fight the the Bratzies. They fight them using yoga. 
Well, they use yoga. And it's like, oh, okay, great, fine. And hockey sticks. And hockey sticks, because, you know, Canada. Yeah. Um, so. And it, then, the, but then the, what pissed me off about that whole scene, it, it, other than it was, I thought it was terrible, uh, is the bit where Kevin Smith's daughter at one point is fighting the Bratzies and she has to yell, I'm not even supposed to be here today. And I wanted to throw my TV out the window no. right then and See, there. See, that didn't bother me. Oh, it bothers me. It's like, I get Kevin at, Smith that you wrote that. Well, at some point, I started watching that movie like I was watching something that some, one of my friends made for their kids. Yeah, and I that's, guess. And that's I, like, like probably about 15 minutes into it. I was just like, this movie is not going to be for me. But I love Kevin Smith. And I'm pretty sure he decided to make this movie for his daughter. And I'm pretty sure she probably helped him write it. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure it was all about, let's just, you know, how about me and Lily Rose or, the, you know, like the stars? Oh, yeah, sure. You know, and anyway. Yeah, it, it just it, it felt like he was trying to make something zany and something like screwball in terms of like a horror comedy. And like it felt like every single joke was too either on the nose or or not a joke whatsoever. Like all the names of all the products in the A to Z. Instead of Lucky Charms, it's Pucky, Pucky Charms. Because yeah. Canada. And it's just like you get tired. It's just like there's just so much of that. And then there's like um, the, the one thing I laughed at in the entire movie. Uh, and I asked Joe before we recorded. I was like, you know, like, what did you think I laughed at? There's a bit where uh, a guy comes to the counter and talks to the colleagues. He has his son there with him. And I forget what happens, but he's not happy with how the interaction yeah. goes. Because they, they bo- that's the other thing, too. They both like saying, sorry about the, sorry about that. Sorry about that. Yeah, and it's so annoying. Uh, and the guy looks down at his son. He's like, all right, Robin, let's go. And I laughed because I knew that guy was Kevin Conroy, who's the voice of Batman. There's nothing in the movie that tells you this. Yeah. Well, and he's, it, he's billed as Canadian Batman on the. Yeah, but I mean, in the credits. In the credits, but yeah. You, there's nothing on the screen or anything to indicate that this guy voices Batman. Yeah, very few people would know, that, but but that it, it, is that's a very Kevin Smith thing, and I I thought that was cool because it's like I laughed, like I did laugh. Kevin Smith calling Kevin Conroy and being like, "Hey, Batman, can you be in my movie?" Like Kevin Conroy does voiceover work; he's the voice of Batman. Yeah, you know, I don't really think he's been in a, any other physical movie where you see him. Yeah, and the fact that like you know Mark Hamill was in um, skinny Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. It's like you know you might as well yeah. you know. But then having Stan Lee in for a thankless cameo that I, was weird. Stanley's cameo wasn't bad. Yeah, I didn't like it. Um, I just felt bad for him. But then you get this whole the whole big showdown is eventually. Gila Point shows back up because he's like, hey, guys, it's about halfway through the movie. I better wreck this shit. And he, he shows up, ruins the movie again. You totally um, are hate casting this. Yeah. And then <laughs> I just no, no, no. But let me let me rephrase. I love Kevin Smith. I re- Kevin Smith. <laughs> I know. I know one day you're going to like you're going to listen to this because we're going to be we're going to we're going to have one point five million listeners. It's going to be amazing. I, I feel and, like you're you're angry. I'm not angry. I'm just a little disappointed. Well, I was talking to Kevin, uh, you know, friend of friend of show. Uh, right before we recorded uh, our No Steps So Strange Highways. There you go. That's a plug for that. And he said he liked the movie a lot. And I was he like, liked he, Yeah, he liked it. Why? <laughs> like, I seriously no. want to know why he liked that movie. He, he said it was just fun. He kinda, he's kind of coming from the same angle that you are. And he said to me, He's <laughs> like, Well, he's like, you know, I've been, I was watching a lot of Werner Herzog documentaries. He's like, I was getting kind of serious there with some really like dark, like thick subject matter. Eh. He's like, but I sat down on the couch, watched it with my girlfriend. We had some laughs. So I feel like he was so far deep into like some dark, I laughed dark like territory two or that, three parts. that it probably helped because this was such a light romp. Yeah. You know, and, but he likes it, and, and he and he's not apologizing for it. It's like I okay, I wouldn't say I liked it. So there there are movies that I know aren't good. 
but I love them. Like yeah. I will argue Hot Rod is not a good movie. I love Hot Rod. I, yeah, I, I agree with this. you on that too. I'm in the same um, boat with that. Like The Goonies is not a well put together movie at times, but I love that movie. That's a classic. It, but it's doesn't hold it up. Has, it has problems, right? Like yeah. and so like and Saving Silverman, I like that movie a great no, deal. The unrunned cut is like is a lot better than the regular cut. Oh. I could watch that movie on a loop. And but you don't like it. That's I fine. I know it's not a good movie. So I, I get that there's a certain right. love affair with that, right? All right, yeah. Anyway, so we get we get to the the, the big crux of this where the Colleens and uh, Johnny Depp are in uh, this basement, or not basement, this underground lair of this Nazi. Did you notice that his mole moved or his moles moved around? Yeah, I saw that. Whatever, it's great. Um, <laughs> Just I, like I, I get it. Stuff up. Yeah. No. And so the whole thing is this: this Nazi who was thought out early by accident, and his his sausage men were thought out early. He so was supposed, supposed to, to make a. A, literally, he says he was supposed to make a clone army, yeah. which I'm sure is uh, you know another plug for Kevin Smith for Star Wars. But yeah, well, he the, makes him out of bratwurst, and he's supposed to. They were supposed to like cook or whatever for a th- or for a hundred years, and then they then he would have an army of Hitlers. Well, he gets woken up early, so that's why they're miniature sized. Yeah, but like my question, like, like how small were they when they started? Because they seemed bigger. When he started making them, it looks then, like he made them the same size. It looks like he didn't sleep so it's that like much. like what like twenty five years is like when they're going like, to. What did you that. think? What did you think of that guy keep changing his accents? I didn't like it. I, I liked it. it. Oh, <laughs> it was so stupid. It was so I stupid. only liked it because I it, see, and this is why I just keep thinking that this it wasn't a joke. I I feel like this movie, on top of it being like I'm going to make this movie for my daughter and her friend, is also Kevin Smith just effing with people. <laughs> Like I don't. That's fine. I guess I just I can't take it seriously, and I think that's why I enjoy what it. What Joe's more. referencing is that the the Nazi guy that was left he, for the experiments, he suddenly somehow when he got thought out, he would spend his nights in the A to Z watching pop culture and absorbing everything, and then he got really good at accents. And it's like that's a weird thing, but so he would try to deliver his monologue in different accents. Well, I just feel and, like, and the girls are all like, "We have no idea who that is." Which that when I, he did Adam West, come on. It was a good Adam West. Yeah, it was. And but, then like Johnny Depp, he's like he's doing Batman, and they're just like I don't I don't know who that is. And yeah. He's like he's the original Batman, but like yeah. I don't know. I feel like Kevin Smith was just like like this actor. I can't remember the guy's name because he was in Tusk too. He played a detective like for like okay. a, a split second. But um, I feel like Kevin Smith was just like, what do you got? You know, like yeah. what, who can you do? Let's let's just throw it in there. I mean, like we already got Michael, Michael Parks was supposed to play that part. He couldn't because he fell ill for something. Yeah, I heard about that yeah. too. And I'm kind of glad he didn't now because that guy did those accents oh. and it was just pointless and stupid. Like, yeah. no, he, you're right. It was pointless and stupid. He did Adam West. He did Schwarzenegger. Who else did he do? Oh, but okay. What about the joke that that Kevin Smith thought was so funny they had to keep coming back to, which is that the girls read this magazine called Them Magazine. Oh, the... And then um, the, the Nazi leader read it as well. But the joke was, the one of them said, oh, I, my favorite part of the magazine... I, and they talked to the principal, too, about it. Yeah. My favorite part of the magazine is when you see photos, the, the celebrities doing things just like you. And, it, and each time, guy. it would show the magazine fall, to, like, fall into the screen, flip open, and show supposedly Harry Styles buying bacon. Mm-hmm. But it's just someone holding bacon up for, like, in front of the cameras. And the little caption in there was like, they're just like us. They went back to that joke at least twice, and it was the same joke both times. It was stupid the first time. It didn't get any better the second time. I didn't think it was stupid. Oh. I, I, I agree with you. They probably shouldn't have done it twice. Ugh. But come on, man. Have you ever looked at Us Weekly and been like, why the hell do they have this the jo- section? The joke there should have been opening to Kevin Smith getting kicked off the plane because he couldn't fit in the seat. But like, he's just like us. He's overweight. That would have been a great joke. Because remember when he like he... 
he was he was forty years old. He had to buy two seats because he was gonna get kicked off the plane because he was overweight. You don't no, remember don't that remember whole thing? Because he's just like he really released a, a special called um, "Too Fat for 40. He talked about how his struggles with like weight and everything. It was funny, but it's like it'd have been funny for Kevin Smith to make a dig about maybe maybe the dig would have been like Justin Long wearing the walrus suit from Tusk or some shit. Like it would have been fun to you had a real good chance there to make a really good meta joke. And you wasted it, you know, and just whatever. I know I didn't write the movie. Clearly, no one did. Um, So I I guess I am hating this. I've made that. You are. You totally are. Don't even act like you're not. (laughs) Like, you're like, I don't want to hate Kestis. I don't want to hate Kestis. You're not. You are. No, I thought that Us Weekly joke was funny because I hate that magazine and I always hate that section. So, But then the whole big showdown with... Uh, and Robert Kurtzman did the special effects for this yeah, movie. Yeah, he did. As well as he did Tusk. He did and it's Tusk. Like, it's like, oh, wow, you got legitimate talent on this yeah. as well. And it's like there's this big hockey golem that show Because, you know, Canada... God damn it! Why is it? How does it have to be like that? You know, it's like, oh, we're in Canada, so we got to make a hockey golem that has a big mask and a stick, because this this Nazi that's been underground for seventy years thinks that that's the way you're going to take over the world. I don't understand. And I'm going to have the little Nazi guys inside it operating it. And then, then how do you finish this? Oh, you have a boss fight where you knock out segments of the boss and kill it individually you know, using yoga. Again. Using yoga, yeah. Again, the, again, the the use of yoga in the movie was terrible, and I I, I don't understand. What about the Batman animation, like the bam and the boom bam. Oh, and all come that on. stuff? That sh- he put that in Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. <sighs> yeah, he did. Why? Just, uh, I love Kevin Smith. I will keep <laughs> saying this, and I hope that like Moose Jaws is funny. What I'm saying is, like, I was, I was trying to tell this to Kevin. I felt like this movie was like a couple degrees off every single time on everything it tried to do. Like, it if it was been like, I it's, I don't know, even slightly refocused and maybe another rewrite, there could have been something here that could have been fun. If you would have made this into Canadian girls clerks, maybe the you didn't have to have the horror element. You could have still had a, probably a pretty fun movie. So I don't know why you had to have. I think he, I think Kevin Smith heard the word bratwurst and Nazi together one day and was like, oh, bratzi. And then he never forgot it and had it right. I'm going to be disappointed if there's no Nazis in, in Moose Jaws somehow, because remember the Nazi party podcast? Well, no, that's what I was going to ask you since you watched the, the movies out Which of I, order. I there, that, there's the joke. Yeah. Because you have um, Haley Joel Olds met with Justin. Um, what's his name Justin Long Justin podcast, Long yeah. their podcast in, in Tusk is called the Not C Party as an N-O-T S-E-E party yeah. and it's like oh it's kind of jokey but it's also kind of really offensive yeah, I love and when then, his girlfriend's on the phone with the, she's like oh the podcast it's it's Nazi party he's like spell it spell it spell it yeah. <laughs> she's like hello like they hang up on yeah her. and so then in the, and then uh, in uh, Yoga Hosers Haley Joel's bit plays one of the the Canadian Nazis in a flashback, and he's the head of the Nazi party. And it's like, really, Smith, you're gonna drag, you're gonna make a meta joke over your movies like that. It's like, well, it's how just, are you complaining about a meta uh, joke when you wanted a mean, meta joke with meaning, him on the plane? Meaning meta as in like stop, uh, whatever, <laughs> uh, whatever, whatever. I just, I'm frustrated and I'm angry because I I love this guy's output. I love his earlier work, and and clearly he's still loved by people. Um, he is a commodity unto himself with his comic book men show. He shows up on at midnight all the time. And sometimes he mugs for the camera, but it's still Kevin Smith. I love this man. Oh, he's um, a, he's a mean mugger, man. Like yeah, that dude. Yeah. I, I can't see a picture of him without him mugging. Like it, I, like there was a, I read an article about him, the, the episode of Supergirl he directed and it was just like, uh, what's her name? Melissa 
Benoist like standing there just posing as like Supergirl, and then like Kevin Smith doing the thumbs and the eyes wide yeah. open. Like I'm like, does he ever not do that? Like, yeah, does he have, do, is it like a, a problem? Like I, mean, a I guess it's the same as the 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 coat and the jersey. You know, it's yeah. just a staple. Well, and it's like in, you mentioned. So yeah, good things. Like he he's now really involved with the CW stuff. Like he's directed a couple episodes of The Flash. He's done Supergirl. The Flash episode he directed was pretty good. Um, and he was actually responsible for uh, directing the pilot for the the show Reaper that was on CW a few years ago that I like a great deal. Um, and it was part of his involvement that got that show on the air. So I'm not saying this guy, like, like he does good things. And, and he's made he's made podcasting, like, like he, he took it whenever it was still kind of, like kind of like an op, like you know, oh, someone does a podcast, and he yeah. legitimized it, legitimate whatever. Anyway, he made it. You know, people paid attention when he started doing podcasting, and it's like so he's done so much good, and that's why I'm frustrated because this movie wasn't good. There's no redeeming qualities to it, to from my mind, and it's like, man, you had something. And clearly, you you have a vision for a three uh, Canadian film trilogy. They're all supposed to be kind of horror related, and it's like it just feels like wasted potential. That's what that's what makes you me can't mad say about it. Kevin Smith is wasted potential. These movies I could say are wasted potential. Not Kevin Smith. I'm saying Tusk. The ending of it was kind of weak. Uh, this one Tusk isn't th- wasted. Tusk was fine. <laughs> I'm wow. not saying it. I'm not saying it was like. It, I'm not saying like it was like Clerks and like chasing Amy and Dogma, <laughs> but it it was it was it was fine. Like when Randall comes out with the chum bucket and is feeding feeding Walrus guy. No, I, it's just uh, I I no, it's just I I want the best out of the people I love in terms of what they do. Well, that's and, probably, and, that's and probably I, why you're angry so much. I mean, if this was because this could have been a hell of a lot better, and it could have been something cool, and it just it's not. I'm. I will still watch Kevin Smith movies. This isn't going to deter me. Like, oh, right. I will never watch anything that Brit Morgan does. <laughs> Ever. I don't care if she makes. What her about way. that? What about that episode of Community she was in? Would you go back and watch that? No, now, I'm going to go you... find it. And I'm going to just make sure I never watch, watch that, that episode again. again. Oh, okay. Um. Yeah. No, man. Like, I. I think you're being a little too rough. I. <laughs> I I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you that it was. That it was bad, but I'm not angry i watched it like you see i'm not like angry i watched it oh, yeah, it's just you like are. it's just it's You're like, totally angry <laughs> you saying that to me doesn't make me feel any better i know it. It just, it, it, you look so mad right I'm now not, i love I'm this not, i'm smiling i'm so happy right now <laughs> you just like your hands are shaking yeah I, yeah uh no i just <laughs> you you want like i just i'm trying to think of another thing that like so good example have not seen it yet However, that that Shyamalan movie Split that's in the theaters right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that. I know I don't want to get into that too no, far. But I'm but just saying, like, here's a guy who had some early success. He's kind of fell on his own keys yeah. for a while, and then <laughs> his own keys. You know, and then people like the visit. I haven't seen that either. Yeah, I heard the visit. Well, I, I saw, heard it was okay. I actually, saw, it's funny. I saw a graph. Somebody did a graph of his movies. And it shows the upswing and like, you know, it just like it just, yeah. you know, the village lady in the water and then it's the devil and it comes up to well, the know. happening has to be the bottom point. Oh, yeah. yeah the happening. Yeah. I'm sorry. The happening was at the bottom. So uh, so I'm, what I'm saying is like I I actually want to see split. I do want to see split, too. And and I'm hoping for the resurrection of someone that had like great potential at the start. Yeah. And I feel like he got a lot of full of him, a little full of himself and then kind of. Oh, yeah, he did. And so and, and well, I, lady in the water proved that. See, that's one where I feel like half of that movie was okay. And then... Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't half oh, anyway, so. Just like what's-his-name's arm. Yeah, like half of that, half right? Of that. Half of that. Regular arm, strong arm. But, uh, that made no sense. No, so... 
I, I want the best for the people that I that I think do good things, and I feel like Yoga Hosers, watch it. We didn't ruin it for you because it's already it's there. So just watch it if you want to. Um, I think I think that movie will have a market because people get stoned and watch that movie. Yeah, you're probably right. So anyway, that that's it. Uh, I Kevin Smith, I love you. Please, I want to hug you, and then I, I'll, I'll apologize for all the mean things I said. Um, <laughs> but I also feel like you'd appreciate the passion and the conflict as opposed to because I'm not trying to speak from a place of like anger. I know you're not. I know. know, I know you're not giving up on him either. Yeah. So anyway, that's it. So tell us your thoughts. If you guys have seen yoga hosers, if you want to see yoga, yeah, let us know what you think of, uh, uh, I mean, just just the newer stuff. I mean, I'm still we'll, going to challenge Joe to watch Red State if you can. Oh find no, no, no! It. Yeah. I'm going to watch Red State, but yeah. you know, let us know what you think of like Tusk and, and Yoga Hosers if you've seen them. Um, we know everybody loves Clerks and Dogma and Chasing Amy and Mallrats. Like, we'll get into that in another cast. Don't worry. So yeah. So anyway, send us feedback. Uh, we're on our Facebook page, Invasion of the Podcast. Uh, we are Invading Podcast at Gmail We're on Twitter, Invading Podcast. Um, yeah. So this uh, hit us up there. Yeah. All right, so enough about that, and uh, we're going to get on to uh, our game. So, time to play the game. Time to play the game. <laughs> All right, so um, I know we've been accused of talking about wrestling often on the show. Uh, accused as in, it's, it's true we have. Um, however, we're we're going to. Do wrestling, kind of, kind of, sort of, not really. Um, Royal Rumble is coming up this Sunday, so we thought it'd be fun to do our own Royal Rumble by using our nacho hats. Yeah, so So. the Royal Rumble is a pay-per-view event they do every January, and it's famous because you've got 30 wrestlers in a ring, and they all fight and then throw each other out of the ring, and then there's one guy left, and that's the winner, and he goes on to win all kinds of belts and things. So we came up with a little literal royal rumble of the nacho hat we have 30 royal people you'll see things bear with us royal things in here and we're gonna do a royal rumble style we're gonna have people getting thrown out of the ring and and we're not gonna break it down and be like oh who could win in a fight this person or that per the (laughs) king of the cosmos versus uh we'll have like six people in the ring and i'll 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 meticulously describe what's happening to each person as we go along (laughs) it's like no that's not what's gonna happen um so uh, we'll get it started here. So we got to pick the first two starting uh, contestants that start in the ring. So, so who do we got? Uh, Dracula. Dracula. The Prince of Darkness. Prince of Darkness. Is going to play. Oh, Plow King from The Simpsons. Barney Grumble. So, so Barney Grumble and Dracula are in the ring right now. And they're basically. Uh, I would imagine that Barney Grumble would uh, just probably just bum rush them. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if to hug them or to attack them. Uh, so that that's definitely yeah, that would be interesting, and I don't think Dracula would well, bite Barty because I think he'd get drunk. I think the entrance for Plow King would probably be I yeah. don't know who who would have a better entrance. Plow King, really? It's yeah. Dracula, man. Dracula would just use the Undertaker's entrance or Bray Wyatt. Oh, he would have like a higher level. He would yeah. probably, but then people would use flash bulbs. He'd freak out. Right, that's yeah. true. So so all right. So okay. So usually what happens is every uh, couple was, minutes they they add people to the ring. So the next uh, contestant. <clears throat> Oh, Mufasa from The Lion King. Uh, okay, so that we got actual lion in the ring now with Barney so, and Dracula. Dracula, Barney, and, and The Lion King. So this would be... I, I really... I, I think... 
I don't know. This is this would be one of those things because Dracula would be a heel. Actually, Dracula would mind control the beast because he can do that. Oh, right. Yeah. And I think I think Barney's not long for the world. I think Barney would go running out of the ring. Okay. Terrified. So I think well, Barney's Barney... hopefully Barney will get some backup here. So okay. Here, here, let's see who else we get. Ooh, King Shark, man, this <laughs> it is not looking good for Pop. For no. Okay. Well, but King Shark's not all a man. Is not an entire animal. He's just, he's half king. He's half man. He's like a he's, he's like a, a shark tar. He's, yeah, he's a shark tar. Shark tar. So if you, if you ever watch Flash or read DC Comics, uh, King Shark's a shark on top, muscle man underneath. Yeah, yeah, all so, muscle. All so. muscle. All right, so he comes out of the ring. So like, but he stalks the ring. Like you just see the fin. He would be that guy. Like you know how they always have like the like the big show or Kane come in and then yeah. just everybody's just like, oh, so. All right. So I feel like now that we got enough dudes in here, especially because King Shark's in there, let's see who who gets eliminated. So are we going to do right. two? And like the first um, guy, the first guy is the guy that gets eliminated. Okay. First guy gets eliminated. We have King Shark. Oh, man. In. Oh, and out. In, in and, and out. And, out. Happens. and then like who who eliminates him? Plow King. Oh, no. Oh, no. Bar- Barney. Barney eliminates the King Shark. Wow. So I think uh, maybe maybe like Dracula is concentrating too much on Mufasa. Yeah. I feel like uh, Barney leans on the ropes and drags it down by accident. And Shark just goes Good over idea. top. Yeah. Oh, OK. So here we have uh, <coughs> Jamie Lee Curtis joining the fight. She's a scream queen. She's a scream queen. So. And I, I don't think she takes shit from Dracula. Exactly. I feel like Dracula is at a disadvantage with Jamie Lee Curtis there because she's she's taken out Michael Myers more than more than enough. So she's yeah. She's pretty. Uh, she's pretty versed in handling. And movie she, you know, she'd bring a bunch of activity with her. So, like, you just watch out. Shit's going to get real. Oh yeah, like you know, <laughs> didn't John Cena crap himself in the ring once? Yeah, I think uh, so. Watch out, <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis might crap herself yeah. at the at the Vision oh, Podcast Royal right. Rumble. All right, so let's see. All right, some. She, she's such a nice lady. Why are we saying that about her? I love yeah, Jamie yeah. Lee Curtis. Oh, Dave Grohl. Oh, from Queens of the Stone from Age. Queens of the Stone right. Age. Well, he's from Foo Fighters too. But yeah. I uh, mean, the man he has played the devil before, so I think he would he'd be ready to go. He'd be ready. Oh, so do you think he would probably uh, I, I, team up on somebody? Which I, I don't think he would stand for Dracula. I don't think he'd be all about. Well, I mean, if the lion's evil, if if uh, is it not is Mufasa? I think he's still got Mufasa under his control. Yeah. So all right, these are all these aren't mixed up very well. They're all like <laughs> they're all like folding in together. All right, Aragorn. Oh, so that's uh, some Lord of the Rings action. Okay. All right, so we got enough people in there, so I think yeah, it's time. I think it's time. I think it's I think somebody might be worn down a little bit. Maybe yeah. maybe maybe Plow King, maybe, <laughs> maybe Dracula. All right, who who's going out? Who's going out? Plow King's going out. Plow King, yep. Yeah, Barney's out. I think he didn't have it. Let's. Oh, these are not folding up very well. Who else is going out? No, we got to see who throws them out here. Oh, all right, here pick pick a pick a, this is our scientific method here. Yeah. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis takes Jamie out Plow Lee King. Curtis takes out Plow King. Yeah. Jeez. All right. Let's add a couple more people into this mix because it's a rumble. It's a rumble. It's a rumble. Look at that. Look at our dynamic storytelling people. You should be amazed by this. Still better Prin- script than Yoga Hosers. Princess Zelda. <laughs> sure. Sure. It's just, <laughs> just like sure. she shows up. It's like because everyone's like everyone just everyone just assumes Link is Zelda. So they're gonna be like, who's this girl? That this that's just hanging out like in the her ring. music hits and, and everybody like oh, like Link dun. Yeah. and then and then everybody's just like Link and then they're like oh Zelda oh uh, it's Zelda yeah well that's her music yeah idiots <laughs> she comes out with the Triforce that would be powerful yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure she's got the Triforce under the ring right now <laughs> all right uh oh. Dairy Queen Dairy Queen Dairy Queen entered the fight but Dairy Queen like like what. 
Who is the Dairy Queen? Like, do you? I've I've never. I seen imagine her. May from Overwatch. Yeah, I can see like, May. Maybe maybe like a maybe an outfit that resembles some type yeah. of a bun with a. Like it a show, cone. Shows up with like a bunch of deli bars, gets people excited. Yeah, yeah. gives them diabetes. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna have everyone wound up for like a couple rounds, and then everybody's gonna be tired. Yeah, no, she'll hand them all soft serve cones, and then they'll be the over like big soft serve, and they start to melt immediately. So you gotta grab like six thousand napkins to hold the cone in place. She'll be like, "Here, eat this ice cream cake. Good luck cutting it." Yeah, the, somebody's occupied the whole match just yeah. cutting that ice cream cake. <laughs> all right, Ah, oh, Jack Dawson from uh, Jack from uh, Titanic. From Titanic, he's the yeah. king of the world. He's king of the world. All right, he just came in there, and that's fresh blood. And hopefully, somebody's weakened down here. So yeah, I mean, good thing King Shark's gone because that would have been bad news. Oh yeah, he would have messed him up. All right, yeah. let's see. Let's see who gets eliminated. Dracula is out. Oh, Dracula's been in there quite yeah. a while well, though. And who, 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 who took him out? Who, who took out Dracula? Hopefully, it wasn't Jack. It was Aragorn, which makes sense. Yeah, because he would fight that evil. He would. He'd be. Yeah. Like, he'd go and be like, "You kind of seem like a ring." He right? caught. He caught the light and the sword. Yeah, and was like, hit him you know, in the eyes. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> uh, Aqu- <coughs> Aquaman joins the fray. Oh, good for him. Good like for I him. think. Uh, I think he, him, and Jack are going to team up because I think he's seen Jack before. Yeah, sinking. He's like, I know you. Yeah. <laughs> like the, uh, he's never let him go. He's like, you fell on my house, <laughs> <laughs> or drowned on my house, yeah. or whatever. All right, so, uh, oh, Prince, Prince, Prince finally joins the oh, fray. Oh, okay. I, I think Prince showing up. I think people are getting distracted. We should probably. Uh, you think Prince would come in there like a, like a cruiserweight and just start like going super crazy on somebody? I just, think he'd have his guitar and do some kind of crazy sexual thing with it, and people would be distracted. And then he'd start kicking like, ass. What does he do? Or he would yeah. start playing a really good song and be like, "That's a good song." Yeah. And then like Jack comes up behind somebody with the with that necklace and just, that, the necklace, the heart of the for, ocean for an object, for <laughs> an object. All right. Uh, Black Bolt, the king of the Inhumans. And his his power is if he speaks, everyone you know like he causes a lot of things to go wrong if he speaks. Yeah. So he, he's not talking; he's just showing up. All right, let's see who's going to get eliminated here because we got a lot of guys in the ring. Let's do. Yeah. Prince, oh man, Prince is out. Yeah. Oh, Prince is off to make pancakes. I want to believe that Prince eliminated himself. Let's see. He's above all this. Let's see who eliminated him. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, she's right. a force to be reckoned she with. Is. All right, so let's let's knock out one more person too. Yeah. Um. Go ahead and pick somebody that's in the ring there. Okay. Who 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 who's going to go? Dairy Queen. Oh, Dairy Queen. Who took out Dairy Queen? Uh, Princess Zelda. Because everyone's like, no one was paying attention to Princess Zelda. She was off. Yeah. Oh, sorry. What? I, I just I didn't fold it up. I just threw oh, it no. back in. I threw it back in the ring. <laughs> oh man, Prince and Dairy Queen eliminated. All yeah. Right. Let's see. I really thought Prince was going to go all the way. I thought he would get kind of far. Yeah. Oh. Elvis is coming in to oh, the king, the king of himself. Elvis yeah. is coming in to redeem Prince. Yeah, I hope he's bringing his handgun with him. Let's see. Uh, <laughs> let's see if Elvis can take someone out. Let's see if we can get another. Is he going to karate chop him? What's that? Is he going to karate chop him? Yeah. Do some kung fu. I told you not to interrupt my kung fu. <laughs> All right. All right. Who was eliminated? Uh, Aquaman. Yeah, that's fine. That yeah, makes sense. No one. He's you know. He's just like, oh, I forgot I was Aquaman. By Dave Grohl. There, that's Dave. That's Grohl, perfect. Dave Grohl. Would, he's like, listen, this is how you do hair. He would eliminate Aquaman. Yeah, he would. All right. Mufasa's still in there. He's been yeah. going strong. I think Dracula gave him some blood. It makes me think of <laughs> Will Ferrell and um, oh, the, the the basketball movie where there was the bear. Was it the, was it the bear? <laughs> Nobody moves. <Yeah. laughs> 
Semi-pro. That's the movie. Yeah. Oh, Freddie Mercury. We're getting everybody. In oh, there. look at that. Freddie from Mercury from Queen. And he's playing the song from Highlander. You know he's going to kick some oh, ass. Oh, yeah. I think uh, who do you think would team up? You think Dave Grohl and Freddie Mercury? Really oh, absolutely! Jump? I think I think I think Dave Grohl would stop. What about what Elvis? Doing. Do you think they would do like like if they were like a triple tag? I don't know if Elvis would have any idea who Freddie Mercury is, but I know Dave Grohl would know who Freddie Mercury is. Yeah, I, I think I think Elvis would try to go All some right. cocaine to that the line. Well, let's let's see who gets eliminated here. Oh, Elvis! Elvis! Maybe Mercury and Grohl teamed up yeah. to throw Elvis out. <laughs> let's I just see. want to believe that it really wasn't Elvis, but it was actually the Honky Tonk Man that snuck in. <laughs> we just didn't realize in. it. Oh, Jack. Oh, Jack, Jack Dawson. Dawson. Yeah. Why would he take out Elvis? That's not nice. <laughs> I don't know, because uh, I have no reason, because Jack Dawson wouldn't have existed at the same time as Elvis. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's add two here. Ooh, King Koopa. King Koopa. King Koopa. And King Koopa and them fighting for a while, and we'll throw in Princess Leia. <laughs> sure. Man. All right. We got, how many princesses are in this, uh, this Rumble now? Two? We got Zelda and Leia, right? Yeah. All right, let's uh, let's knock two out then. We okay. added two. We're gonna knock out two. I like how everybody's so polite. They're like, "Okay, guys, two out now." We yeah, gotta get- it's kind of like it's like polite dodgeball. Like, yeah. like you're in, you're out. Yeah. All right, let's too, see who too gets many eliminated. Guys in the pool here. All right, um, <laughs> Princess Leia. Oh, oh man, Leia's in and out. Oh, too soon. Oh too man, soon. Leia. Oh, and her mom left too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was a bad joke. Yeah. Oh, right. Joe, who, Joe didn't like that joke. Who eliminated? I'm sorry. Well, we could put Debbie Reynolds in there. <laughs> oh, King Koopa, man. Oh, like back to back. He was, like, he was pissed. Like Koopa came, and then like, and then let's see who else gets eliminated. Oh, Mufasa. Oh, he was okay. getting he was getting worn down. Yeah. And he got eliminated by that dentist in Minnesota. <laughs> You don't remember that stuff? No, never mind. Freddie Mercury. Freddie Mercury. He would kill a goddamn lion. I would would just awesome. Oh, 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 the guy that shot the... The dentist, yeah. Yeah, okay. (laughs) That was like a year ago. I'm sorry. Freddie Mercury, I think, could take a lion. Yeah. Um, Oh, absolutely. uh, The Lich King. Arthas. Arthas. Okay. Arthas is in the fray. You think the Dairy Queen would have been a good combatant against him? It's kind of cold in there now. Yeah. Yeah, the Dairy Queen, I think, would work well with Arthas. Yeah. Lich King and the Dairy Queen. All right, let's let's get rid of one of these guys here. Who do we got? Oh, Dave Grohl. Oh no. Who took out Dave Grohl? Jack Dawson. Man, Jack oh, is a beast. Yeah. I think it's gonna come down to Jamie Lee and Jack. <laughs> that would be terrible. Scream Queen versus <laughs> King of the World. world. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Arthas is gonna summon an iceberg. And it's going to freak out oh, Jack. Yeah, He's I like, think oh, Ar- not again. Arthas will probably take yeah. out Jack with the ice. That's a good one. All right. And now we get, oh, the Alien Queen. Oh, Alien Queen. All right. Alien Queen is kind of like the big show. Yeah. So she came into the ring. It's like, we got to take out what? Three people? I'd, I'd say four. It's the Alien Queen. Four? All right. Yeah. Alien Queen is Alien just going to go. Alien Queen is taking out. Jack Dawson. Oh, you knew uh, that was going to be heart, tiny His guy. heart did not go on. Yeah. All right. It went on the end of her tail. Yeah. Oh. Jamie Lee Curtis is also no, out, too. My predictions <laughs> just. <laughs> and who else? Princess Zelda. That's, oh, okay. no. Right. No more princesses in there. No. And then, oh, who else is up? Black Bolt, because no one heard anything from him for a while. So <laughs> He was just he was being just, quiet in the corner. Out. He was hanging out. How so. many is that, four? Yeah, that's four. Right, how many you got in there, there? We got four. We got four in there. So it's four on one as they try to take out that alien queen. Yeah. All right. Who jumps in here? 
Black Panther. Black Panther. That's a good. That's a good combat. Yeah, yeah, I think Black Panther would probably keep the alien queen busy for a while. Absolutely, he's, he's very. Uh, and his claws would would cut yeah. open, but then it also might burn him. So yeah. yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's see who gets pulled out next. Oh, so alien queen is still in the fray. Um, Aragorn. Aragorn out. gets thrown yeah. out by Black Panther. Oh, see, he's see, not I, taking shit. I imagine that like him just coming in there right there and catching Aragorn at the right moment and Aragorn's like what and he just over the rope <laughs> over the rope like he didn't see him coming in breaks his neck throws him over the rope like he landed <laughs> he landed very quietly yes <laughs> all right who do we got joining the the King Hippo King Hippo King yeah. Hippo from Punch, uh, out. Punch Out yeah if you guys ever played he's Mike like Tyson, the, the one out. legitimate guy that should be in the ring right now like, yeah he has so. ring experience he has yeah he has only three moves, but he has ring he experience. Was, he was kind of okay. Let's let's uh. What do we got in here? One, two. I think we have six, six people in there. Really? Oh, five, five. We have five. All right. Let's uh. Let's do two. Okay. Let's do two because the queen is she's getting rowdy again. Okay. So she's gonna throw out two people. King Koopa. Oh. Yeah. He'll never. He'll never get a. He'll get what he wants. Uh, all right. And we have. The Lich King gets thrown out by the Alien Queen. Wow. Wow. Man, Arthas went out like a bitch. She just took out two big video game baddies. Yeah. Um. All right. I want to believe that she took out early Arthas, not later Arthas. Like, 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 like pretty boy he, blonde hair Arthas? Yeah, like pre-Strathholm Arthas. Pre-Strathholm. All right. Princess Vespa from Spaceballs. Yes. So a, we now have a Druish princess. Yes. So we got princesses back in the action. She, she better she better take out that alien queen because the alien queen's going to touch her hair and then it's going to no that's not no. that's yeah done. All right, and then we got oh Princess Peach oh double princess action. But you know what happens to Princess Peach? Koopa's on the way out. On the way out, grabs her. She's coming down the ramp. She's out. Yep. All right. <laughs> I like that we have we gave Zelda a more dignified uh like time in the ring and Peach never made it. All right, um let's right. pick uh let's pick somebody here and this is gonna be the one that eliminates pick two people. They're gonna eliminate the queen. They're gonna eliminate the queen. She's getting oh. worn down. You're you're almost implying that uh that this is fixed and that we know the outcome. All right. Um so wrestling. <laughs> all right. Uh Freddie Mercury. What? Uh, t- takes they're, they're taking on the queen. Freddie Mercury takes the out queen, the queen, taking out the, the queen. queen and Black Panther. And that Black is Panther. epic. He well, was, he did come in. I think he. I think we were going to call it that. Black Panther did. did yeah, was going to. All right. So, and then we got uh, oh, fan favorite ja- Joffrey Baratheon. Yes, makes his way as the uh, king of Westeros comes down to the ring. I'm sure everyone in the ring is just going to turn on that dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I think they'd all stop. And look at him and be like, nope. nope. And they just, just chuck yeah. him out of the ring. And Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, okay. So, All right. Wonder Woman. We're getting down to brass tacks here. Yeah, we've only got a couple more uh, uh, entries. I don't know who's going to be... Like it's not as dramatic as like when they're they're talking about the people and they're like this guy's number twenty eight so you know he's gonna be fresher you know yeah so. <laughs> all right let's see who gets thrown out here okay we got Freddie Mercury no oh, oh. he was going the distance he, he took was. out the alien queen yeah who threw him out it's here? almost as if the alien queen infected him yeah she might have <laughs> thrown out um, by Joffrey oh snap man yeah. Right. I hate Joffrey. I hate him more. He took out Freddie Mercury. Yeah, he took out Freddie Mercury. I don't know, man. I don't know who's left. I don't know who's going to win this. Yeah. All right. Here we go. 
Oh, Cersei Lannister. Oh no. This is like this is like when when uh one of the tag team members comes yes. out first and then immediately their tag team partner comes up behind him. So <laughs> I th- okay, here's here's the thing. Like I'm gonna I'm gonna throw in a special role here. We can't we can't throw out Joffrey with Cersei, but we could throw out Cersei with Joffrey. Okay. So So you think he would turn on her eventually? I, he would turn on her. Yeah. So wait, let me let's add let's, one that's more what here. yeah. We're gonna add the clown, the clown prince of crime, the Joker. Oh, good. I think it's gonna get a little crazy in there now. Yeah. All right. So Joker's in there. Cersei, Joffrey, Black Panther. Yeah. Who else? I feel like somebody says Dave Grohl in there still. I think Dave Grohl is in there. Maybe yeah, Dave Grohl could win this. Yeah. All right. All right. Who who's going out? Watch. I'll pull Dave Grohl. Black Panther is going. Oh, out. oh. no! And I'm he, betting you it's one of the Lannisters. Yeah. Let's see here. Took him out. Wonder Woman oh. didn't want none of that shit. No, you got that. Royalty. Yeah, what? Yeah. Amazon Wakanda. Yeah, nope. Right? Yeah, I think I think I think uh, Amazonia would. Uh, no, was it uh, Themyscira? I uh, sure. I don't know how to say yeah. it. Themyscira. <laughs> Sorry, Wonder Woman. All right, <laughs> I'm sure we'll learn it soon enough. Oh, Princess Buttercup from the Princess Bride. Princess Bride. The yeah. Princess Bride. Yes, is in the ring. So now here's the thing. Her and Vespa. How Princess Vespa? How much? Do you want to bet we're going to get some interference from Dread Pirate Roberts? <laughs> yeah. I think Dread Pirate Roberts is going to come out of the crowd. Yeah, as you wish. All right. Let's get rid of somebody. I, I would love it to see Carrie Yules to show up. Like, <laughs> Missing <right>. a foot. <laughs> Princess Vespa. Oh. Oh, man. Let's see who gets rid of her. Princess Buttercup. Oh, oh snap. So basically. Like, Listen, there could only be one 80s princess in here. <laughs> so basically, she comes into the ring. Princess on princess, just trading blows, and yes. then boom. Oh. All right. All right, we got two left, so we're about to eliminate a bunch of people. Yeah. The Goblin King. Oh, see, that would have been the, the fight. Bowie. Bowie versus Bowie, Mercury. Mercury Prince. Prince. Yeah. That would you, know, like, you know Bowie comes in with an awesome song, and then these crystal balls that are just like messing with people. Yeah. Like juggling. Well, juggling. He, he comes in like on the MC Escher stairs. Yes. Like he doesn't come down the no. ramp. There's like, how's he, how's he he's, coming? He's walking upside he's down. He's walking upside down. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> I know who's left, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right. Who gets eliminated here? Uh, oh, Joffrey. Oh. Now... We may have to repick this if it's Cersei because she won't throw Joffrey out. Yeah, because it's like how when you get the tag yeah. teams, and that they won't throw their partner out. The the Clown Prince of Crime. Joker takes out. I think that's pretty. That uh, is perfect. Perfect yeah. and kind of poetic. Everybody loves the Joker. I feel like Joffrey would be like his godson. Yeah. All right. Oh. Oh, the Joker's. Oh, he's next, next to go. I oh. bet you he was kind of hanging out at the rope, like looking, yeah, like talking he, he, smack. He was. He he's reached like, a little too oh, far. Yeah, you know? yeah. he's like by Cersei Lannister. I kid you perfect. not. We did not plan that. No, That's perfect. No, no, there you did go. you take Cersei out? I, oh shoot! I, I meant. I meant yeah, sorry. And a glass of wine. There you go. Shame. And a glass of wine. It's Cersei Lannister. She's always drinking wine. Oh yeah. yeah. All right, and then let's see who gets eliminated next. Oh, Princess Buttercup. <laughs> Yeah, Princess Buttercup. Oh, we don't have who, any left in the ring. Yeah, now. who takes who takes out the, Princess Buttercup? The alien Buttercup. queen kind of wrecked everything, didn't she? She's huge. I know she is. Wonder Woman. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman's probably going to go the distance. And our last thirtieth Royal Rumble contestant <laughs> is the Burger King. Oh no! Oh God, he's going to creep everyone yeah, out. Yeah, he's not going to say a word and murder all stop. of them. They're just going to be like, "Why is wh- the smile and the dead eyes?" <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, let's see who gets eliminated next. Oh, uh, we're getting there. Oh, Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Was uh, it by the Burger King? I thought- by the Burger King. By the Burger King. Wow, Burger yeah, King I'm, just I'm, comes in. Yep. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. All right. We got four guys left in here. You got a. I swear to God, if one of these is Dave Grohl, I really don't remember. Uh, maybe, if we pulled yeah, out Dave Grohl. Yeah. All right, so Cersei. Oh, uh, Cersei. Cersei is out. Oh, I feel like she was like like getting everybody to gang up on people for a second. She probably then, was yeah. pulling some strings. By the Burger King. The Burger King. <laughs> See that thirtieth spot? I kid you not. The thirtieth spot is, is the spot yeah. you want. Yeah, it is. Because you're fresh. You start throwing out Wonder Woman. You start throwing what out else? Lena Haiti. Yeah. Like Sarah Connor's. Gonna do yeah. <laughs> All right, we got three people left. So before we even go through here, if we did this as like a regular bracket like we do sometimes, this is not how this would have played out at all. I'm no. sure, yeah. Because like, usually when we do the, the nacho hat, we pull a name, and we're just like, oh, yeah, I, I totally think the alien queen could destroy the Burger King. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's got acid for blood. All he's got is ketchup. All right. Let's see here. I got the Goblin King. Oh, the Goblin King. Yeah. We about Jareth. Bowie's gone. By the Burger King. This is going to come. Is, this he is, is taking names. This is like, I feel like this is how they actually do Royal Rumbles okay. now. So it's down to the Burger King and one other person. Yeah. Here, let me see this. Oh, I, was trying, I was trying to make this all official. So I feel like this is like almost how they script this, where it's like somebody gets the 30th spot and then they come in and they're just like. Yeah, if Burger King sweeps this, this is going to be crazy. Like cheating. Like cheating. Like yeah. cheating. All right. These are the last two guys. I don't uh, even know who the last. I don't know who's in there with Burger King. I forget. All right. So, whoever this is is out. Yeah. All right. Let's. I'm kind of hoping Burger King makes it. Yeah. Let's he had a good here. run there. He had a good run. Oh, the Burger King is out. The Burger King is out. He came in and wrecked the table. Though. And your winner of the 2017 King Royal 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 Rumble, Royal Rumble <laughs> is King Hippo. What? Not doing a damn thing. Nope. You know why? Nobody punched him in the stomach. No one punched him in the face nobody, to make him drop his pants. Nobody made him drop his yeah. pants. Wow. King Hippo. He just hung around. We Mike, forgot about from King Mike, Hippo. I did too. But the guy who's the boxer stayed in the ring the longest. He has ring experience. He's that guy whenever you see like like everybody else fighting and he's just got like his head in his arm and he's laying down and he's just like, yeah. that guy's getting his He's, like, he's like Mark back. Henry in the corner so, just waiting. King yeah. Hippo wow. eliminated the Burger King to become the 2017 Royal Royal Rumble winner. Yes. Royal Royal Rumble winner. So anyway, that, that was that was, that was fun. fun. Yeah. So if you guys love that, we'll do it again next year during the Royal Rumble. That was fun. Yeah. Um, because so. before you mentioned royalty, I was going to mention to you doing like animated sitcom families, like having like five of Bob's Burgers people show up and five of the Simpsons and five. Oh, of, that would be fun. Just because it'd be fun to see like uh, get Teddy in there and like just some other this stuff. This could be. Or, I mean, we yeah. could revisit a Royal Rumble type yeah. style. We could do that. Because then uh, you'd have the whole thing of like, what would you do if you had the family members together? If you had like Bob and Linda versus the world or whatever. I, I think, think it would be, be. I think it would be cool to see. I think it would be cool to do that with uh, like like even non sitcom, not non animated people. Like do like the Reynolds. Oh yeah, of course. Like, you know, uh, yeah, like the or the Bundys. <laughs> what was the name of their? Well, we their... did the we did the uh, dysfunctional families. We did. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, all right. So that's going to do it for us this week. Uh, yeah. uh, next week again, mystery show. I kind of kind of want to in- lean towards Joe and see if maybe we we'll watch Split and then maybe talk some Shyamalan next week. We'll see if maybe we can do. Yeah, that. Yeah, maybe we could do yeah. that. Or actually, another thought too. People are up to it. Rings come out next week, so maybe we go back and revisit the original Ring movie and talk about the explosion of like Japanese horror in America. That yeah, that I was, was also like the big one. I was also. Did you play any of the Resident Evil games? Four. 
You played four because Resident Evil Seven came out today. Yeah, and um, I know we didn't mention that. I wanted I was going to mention that in passing on news, but I mean Seven. That game's that big game's been going pretty pretty far. Or it, uh, it, you're right. I mean, it got good reviews. Oddly enough, I, I looked up one of the reviews and somebody gave it a seven point seven. I'm like, I see what you did there. <laughs> uh, um, but no, I think it'd be fun to visit that franchise because the movie's coming out too. Oddly enough. Yeah, you want Joe asked Paul if Paul's seen any of the Resident Evil movies. I've not seen any of them, and I've played Resident <sighs> Evil Four, so I feel like my Resident Evil knowledge is very spotty. You have, uh, yeah, and I I can't ask you to try to get Resident <laughs> Evil knowledge in like a week. Maybe that's something I mean, we can plan for another time. Yeah, maybe. I just I would like. I mean, because Seven looks good. It looks good. I want to play um, it. Um, I haven't played one since five i played five i didn't play six i heard six was atrocious well but that's why i figure maybe i don't know like we'll talk about this later but i thought maybe like something something like movie related would be i i don't know but if you guys have suggestions to please hit us up on our social media uh we're we're kind of just um we're kind of spinning out here because we had 30 royal people fighting it was pretty crazy uh but yeah, that's gonna do it for us this week um check us out uh on we're available on itunes stitcher and google um if you are so kind if you could leave us uh nice reviews there on itunes i know it's a five-star review stitcher um if you could find it you give us five stars there i think as well and just if you the the, the more ratings we get uh the the, the better it'll be so we do appreciate that uh but yeah that's gonna do it for us this week um sorry kevin smith i love you oh yeah so uh yeah until next week uh take off a eh? sorry about that <laughs>